ladies and gentlemen, it is time for your main event. In one corner, the host of this show, he is the chief of Zonehead Nation, Brandon Kravitz. And in the other corner, hailing from Tampa, Florida, they call him the Z-Man, Zach Blobner. Let's get ready to rumble! I'm kidding. They're actually friends. Let's send you back to the studio for this week's Tampa Report. Zach Blobner is in the house. One half of the JNZ show, noon to 3 p.m. on 95.3 WDAE in Tampa. All part of our iHeartRadio family. At Zach on the mic is how you can find him on social. And you can find us on the Fantasy Fix every Sunday from 10 to 11 a.m. Zach, welcome to the show. How was your holiday, my friend? Uh, it was great. I, I feel weird being told I'm in the house. I feel like I'm in the zone. You are in, in the, the zone. you are you're in the zone. You're in the house. You're in a groove right now. You're on a couch as we speak. So That's true. you're in lots of places. Really. That's true. You're, you are ubiquitous or omnipresent, I believe is the right words are way too big for what we're doing right now. Way too big. <laughs> Just like the magic's win total, man. I, I'm getting the fever. I'm scratching all around. Gonna, Let's go. I was gonna ask if, if um have the Magic been successful enough to creep over to Sports Talk Radio in Tampa Bay? Oh, yeah. I had and, – and look, when it's me bringing it up, like, people are just like, you're friends with Brandon. You go on in Orlando. Like, I get kind of rubbed in with you guys when I bring up the Orlando Magic. But Jay Retcher, my co-host, has brought him up a couple times on his own. I've heard him creep into the other two shows on our station. So – I mean, I'm not saying they're overtaking, you know, the Bucks and who their next coach and quarterback might be. I would never but, expect such things. But they're sneaking in, man. They're sneaking in, and 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 I I'm all for it. I think it's great. Um, you know, for us, especially in Tampa, we just don't talk NBA much in general. And it's not that we don't have basketball fans. It's not that we're not NBA fans. But obviously, the team isn't right in our backyard even being just down i4 we all know i4 can be 40 minutes or it could be four hours and it's usually closer to the latter um so when the magic do start to do some cool stuff i just i enjoy it because it's something different that we're allowed to talk about that still does feel community centric because of the vicinity of the uh arena and everything so i'm, I'm yeah. all for it i mean that's like us talking about the rays over here we're certainly not in the weeds with it in the same way that you guys are but we can appreciate the success and we get tickets to games that's the thing that i need to do i need to get the j and z show out at the amway center get you guys in the mix the atmosphere at this building has been phenomenal i mean it the last couple of years magic fans have always been pretty good this year is on a different level yeah, let's uh, let's make it happen. I mean, I, I think that'd be awesome, bro. Even if we can't do like a, a broadcast, maybe I'll come over. I'll I just want to I just want to get you guys there. You. Forget about the on air stuff. You just yeah. get there, order yourself a sixteen dollar beer. You know, do a zone head day. We'll, we'll all hang out. We'll go see a game. I'm yeah. all for that. We got it. We got a bunch coming up in 2024. Let's do it. We have our own beer coming out. I'm going to see. I mean, so my, my next move will be trying to convince the Amway Center to carry this thing. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. <laughs> Zoneheads 35 comes out on December 15th. And uh, shout out to Hourglass Brewing for getting it all done for us. So let's talk about Sunday, this past Sunday, 27-20 to 20 loss. I called it the Spider-Man meme game because I can't tell the difference between Gardner Minshew and Baker Mayfield when they're on the field they're the exact same quarterback to me one just has a higher draft capital than the other 
what what went wrong? Because this is not a team that the Bucks should be losing to. Um, man, I would say what went wrong is the same thing that's been going wrong pretty much across the board. You're starting to see since that three and one start, you know, and it doesn't start with Baker. So I feel bad going there first. But for me, you look at Baker Mayfield turning the ball over, right? He fumbled. He threw an ugly interception into triple coverage. And he's thrown some ugly picks the past few weeks, really amidst this six out of seven game losing streak that they're in. And that doesn't help your team. And you could argue that Baker protecting the football at least kept it close enough to win the games in that three and one start. Also, the defense on the other side of it was creating turnovers uh, at a, a much better clip. You know, they weren't giving up touchdowns. They were only giving up field goals a lot of the time, bending, not breaking. And they're breaking more. And look, I think you can point to a lot of guys on this team. Levante David was hurt. That really hurts when you're missing your true captain on defense. Uh, and Devin White in the middle linebacker position just has not been good this year. And I thought he played one of his worst games against the Colts. Uh, he got, you know, pushed over by Jonathan Taylor, pushed over by that offensive line. He got juked out by Minshew at the goal line to score. Like, you're just having these these breakdowns from guys that aren't rookies. And they are one of the juked youngest Juked out teams, by Gardner but, Minshew. That one makes, I mean. You saw <laughs> the it. Fact I, mean, that what, I know. Yeah, he was. Hey, Gardner Minshew, low-key, uh, under-the-radar athlete. I thought we were finally going to get a really good look at Kyle Trask. I'm ready to see what that looks like. And it's nothing against Baker. He's played all right, but this team has a very specific ceiling. We know kind of how this thing is going to end. And I thought he threw a nice pass in the end zone, but Baker came right back out. So did you, in that moment, did you think, okay, this is the Trask era begins now after Baker went down? I thought we would get at least a good look, you know, and I credit Baker for being tough and for going back out there. The problem is a lot of people in Tampa Bay are like, you know what? Season's in a bad place. Let's at least see Kyle because we probably won't next year be worried about Trask. We'll be drafting another quarterback in Tampa Bay with a new head coach. So you'd like to at least see if there's anything there, if there's any spark, anything special, even though more likely than not there won't be just because it's the NFL and quarterbacks don't really have a ton of success on average. Uh, you know, for every Patrick Mahomes, there's 10 Brock Osweilers, right? So for me, I would have liked to see Trask, but the fact that Todd Bowles, and he is on the hot seat, we all know that, but even with Baker banged up and, and you know, looking pretty compromised at points in that indie game after the injury, and Trask not looking like a deer in headlights the one series he was out there, um, for Trask to not get back in in that capacity makes me believe that there's pretty much no scenario this year where Todd Bowles is going to be like, let's see Kyle, unless Baker's like hurt, hurt, and literally yeah. can't play. Because he's trying to though. save his job. Yeah, and I get that, but like, I hate that. I hate that because I, 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 we all know where this train's heading, right, Brandon? Like, I'm not, I'm not a crystal ball blobner here, like. The chances of Bulls, Baker, Canales all being back next year are probably under 10%, under 5% uh, at this point. So, I, I mean, for the rest of us, we're like, yeah, we'd love to see Trask. Unfortunately, it just doesn't make sense for, for the head coach trying to keep his job. For sure. Yeah, his mentality is completely different. This guy's just trying to, like, get water off the sinking ship, and, and everybody else is ready to see what the next stage has in store. What's Baker's, I guess, his availability, the fact that he was able to come back in last week, is he good to go? Is he practicing and all that? Uh, he was mostly watching practice yesterday. Now, it was a glorified walkthrough, so I don't think it's the end of the world. Uh, they believe he's going to play. So, I, I mean, look, he is banged up, but they believe he's going to play. Again, my question is, is how banged up does he have to be before you're like, hey, maybe we should go with Kyle for a little bit here? Yeah. Um, 
we'll see. I mean, he's, I, I fully expect him to be in there and start the game. That's what we're hearing out of the Advent Health training facility at one buck place. Um, so yeah, expect him to be in there. I, I mean, but is he a hit away right from Kyle taking over because of the injury? I don't know. I feel like this game coming up on Sunday is, a. Uh, it's like not even uh, you got to win this. You got to kind of blow this team out. The Panthers just fired their coach, and I know everybody's going to go, yeah, well, it, it, when the coach gets fired, you get the added bit of motivation going up against your new opponent. I don't think that that's the case here. It didn't feel like Frank Reich lost the locker room. It felt like he lost the owner, and that's the reason <laughs> he got fired. I just don't think this Panthers team is any good, period. I don't think they have that sort of dead cat bounce back in them. So I expect the Bucks to blow this team out. Am I delusional in thinking such things? I mean, I believe so. Um, everyone keeps talking about how much the Panthers stink. The Bucks do, too. I mean, that's my biggest thing here is like. And the I've Bucks have them- talent and they stink, you know? They can put yeah. it together at some point. But remember last year they fired Matt Rule, traded Christian McCaffrey, sent Robbie at the time, now chosen Anderson away as well. And then with Chuba Hubbard and Foreman, they ran through the Bucks and beat them even after that. That was like the next week. So they were in this exact scenario last year, given at the time the Bucks had Tom Brady. And, uh, you know, people look at that game and they're like, well, Mike Evans dropped a touchdown at the beginning. Like there was a lot of oh, self-inflicted. God, I remember that one. There's a lot of self-inflicted yeah. wounds. And I'm like, have you watched Bucks football this year? Self-inflicted wounds is why this team has lost six out of seven. So if you're banking on the Bucks to, you know, play a cleaner game than they did last year when they lost to the same exact scenario against the Panthers, I'm not putting money on that. I'm not looking to get that in my parlays this weekend. So, yeah, I, I mean, look, they should win the Bucks. I get it. But, like, I don't I, – I think it's closer to a coin flip than it is a blowout in my opinion. All right, we'll be scratching minus five and a half off the list. Thank you very much. Chatting with Zach Blobner, one half of the J&Z Show, noon to 3 p.m. on 95.3 WDAE. Last thing on the Bucks, I saw Mike Florio shared a story. I'm sure that you guys have talked about this, that the Bucks would be a real candidate to trade for Bill Belichick. I can't see it. Not because I can't see a team trading for Belichick the same way the Broncos traded to get Sean Payton. I could see the end coming in New England. What I can't see is Bill Belichick following the same career path as Tom Brady. That seems very awkward to me. What have you guys been talking about in in light of that story? I don't think it's realistic, but I understand the connections. He and Jason Light go way back. Jason Light was in New England, the GM of the Bucks. now. He was in New England with Belichick for a good period of time. He knows Tom Brady. Brady has, you know, said really nice things about Tampa to Bill Belichick. Like, I I get the, like, minor connections there from New England to Tampa, and obviously everybody's going to look at the GOAT as the main one. There are other ones. I mean, Gronk was retired, and they made a deal to bring Big 87 to Tampa Bay. That went through New England, if you remember. So there's a great relationship there with the GM, who is expected to be back, not tied to the sinking ship of Todd Bowles this season into 2024, and Bill Belichick. But a few things. A, Jason Light loves his draft picks. He rarely, if ever, trades them away especially if it's not a great value discount. Um, so I, I don't know how realistic that is for the Bucks, who factually need those draft picks, even if somehow like Bill Belichick comes to town. I also think the Glazers 
know that in their past, their success has come mostly with two guys in John Gruden and Bruce Arians who are very offensive minded. I don't see them going defense after Todd Bowles again. So I think I see the general connections. Yeah, that Tony Dungy thing didn't work out great. Well, Well, look, I I get it. I get it. But look, uh, uh, a lot of people say, yeah, he got him to the doorstep, but John Gruden kicked it in. And Bruce Arians kicked the door in, and then Todd Bowles closed it after. So, I mean, you you can make whatever argument you want, but I, I just don't see it happening here in Tampa. I don't. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, I I agree. It's an interesting story. I'm sure Florio just threw that one up there so that Pro Football Talk will get the clicks. She's a smart guy. All right. Give me uh, give me our 30 second lightning update. What's going on? As as the squad bounced back last time we talked to you, it was not a glowing report. Vassy's back. The big cat, the best goaltender in the world, and big uh, impact. This is making a big impact. Yeah. On the his team. first game back, they won eight to two. Scored a ton of goals. They looked really good. Um, you know, they're they're middle of the pack in their division right now, but I, I really like what we're seeing out of them. They're on a two-game quote-unquote losing streak, but I'm not really worried about that as I was the last time we talked. Um, they have bounced back. I think they're playing with more energy. Defense is playing better. And now that you got the best goaltender in the world back, you expect um, to really start munching some points here to end the year and turn the page into 2024 with playoffs and, and deep runs back into mind. I cannot wait for another edition of the Fantasy Fix. We're going to hand out the gems. I feel it. Uh, I think we're going to get a lot of questions on guys like Zach Moss coming up, uh, what to do with Jonathan Taylor and all that. The Fantasy Fix, 10 to 11 a.m. every Sunday uh, across the Sunshine State. You can catch us there. Zach, you can find him noon to 3 p.m. on 95.3 WDAE, all part of the the, uh, J&Z show. We'll cut you loose here, Zach. I'm just waiting to see if Aaron Rodgers is on your waiver wire list this week. Can't wait, BK. I can promise. No, I'm not going to reveal it. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. You'll have to wait and find out. More in the zone next.